0: You're listening to Our Two Cents with the team from SGL Financial, building wealth for life. Steve Lewitt is the president of SGL Financial and Gabriel Lewitt is the CEO. They're here to discuss all the latest in financial news, trends, strategies, and more. And welcome to Our Two Cents. We've got, of course, cent number one, Gabriel. Cent number two, Steve. Producer Katie in the room. And a great show lined up for you. We hope you're doing a good oh my job. God, I what, was trying to mix up my opening. What did you drink
1: this morning? Um
0: I had a coffee and I'm currently drinking a Arnold Palmer. Oh my gosh. Okay. An Arnie.
1: Sugar and caffeine. It's Arnold a, Palmer light, actually. <clears throat> it's a great way to start. Sugar and caffeine.
0: Well, <laughs> not that much sugar, it's light. <laughs> It's half uh, artificial sugar. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well. well, happy day to you. Happy day to you. Happy night, whatever, yeah. you, wherever you are, whenever it is. Are you going to say what day this is? Well, today is Wednesday, mm-hmm. and it's December 6th, mm-hmm. and it is a glorious day. It is a phenomenal day. It is, indeed. Yeah. And so we've got a smorgasbord of ideas to talk through with you here you're, today.
1: You're not going to tell everybody why it's such a phenomenal day i don't know what you're talking about it starts with a b and a oh your
0: birthday Mm -hmm. oh well i didn't know if you wanted me to say it was your birthday well i I don't like you don't like I uh,
1: i don't count here's the deal it is my birthday folks but i don't ever think of years i don't count them so, uh, but this year, I don't know. It's just like I feel like I should celebrate my birthday. Well, there so. you go. Well, yeah. happy birthday. Well, thank you. you.
0: I didn't think you wanted me to, to share that with the
1: world. Well, at first I didn't. And I said, what the heck? You know, these are, <laughs> these are all friends and uh, why not? Uh, you yeah, know, I just. I don't know. Well, I, I felt I, like it would be a good thing to say. I would sing to you, except for uh, I'm not going to sing
0: on the show. And that's why I that's wanted. Not that's not
1: why good. I wanted to s- you to say uh, it, uh-huh, so you could uh. sing to me. Come mm-hmm. on, let's go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Happy, yeah, that's go the best you're going to get. I'm yeah, not going
0: to. I don't have a good singing voice. Actually, folks, you do. As a side note, yes, you do. I think I have a, an okay, like radio voice.
1: You got a great radio voice,
0: but uh, not singing. You mm. don't want to hear me sing. I mm. promise. I, now I <laughs> want. Now <laughs> right. I want to hear you <laughs> say. Yeah, I'm sure. Just yeah. for for laughs. Yeah, for well, laughs. Well, okay, let's let's jump in here. I wanted to kick off today yeah with some you know, we sometimes talk about some little quotes here and there to inspire. And so I've got some quotes of the month. It's now December, and we wanted to give you some inspiration here. And so the first <laughs> We always have producer Katie look these up because we never know who the people are. I just find the quote, and then I, I wait to kind of get surprised on the show. But we have um, – here's the quote. Wealth is largely the result of habit. Mm. Okay, and this comes from John Jacob Astor. New York
1: mogul, right?
0: So he, John, so she, so producer Katie pulled him up on Google.
1: Very wealthy, like uh, super wealthy, am I right? He's
0: a German born American businessman, yeah. merchant, real yep. estate mogul, yep. and investor. I used the word mogul. And he was born in July 17th,
1: 1763. Brilliant. See, I used mogul. Was he in New York? Uh, he was he then he died yes. in New York New York yeah because yes. there's a aster something in New York uh, yeah he was yeah. in he was in New Yorker New Yorker a New Yorker yeah.
0: yeah so so what do you think of that quote wealth is largely the result of habit oh i think that has some merit well one uh, part of why i chose this one is we're going to talk today about the power of delayed gratification yep and how it can impact your wealth accumulation. And one of the things that you'll find when we get to that point is delayed gratification is what?
1: Uh, A habit.
0: A habit. I was going to wait. I didn't want you to get it wrong, so I jumped in. Okay, thank you. Yeah, so wealth is largely the result of habits like saving, like delaying gratification for bigger purchases, Mm -hmm. like being diligent with uh, bu- your investment budget, approach with a budget. A budget. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So lots of habits can really become very effective for yeah. you in building wealth.
1: So like anything, a habit can be a good habit or not a good habit because it's also a habit to spend too much or to be impulsive and do all of those kind of so, things as well.
0: Correct. I, I think if we were clarifying Mr. John Jacob Astor, it would be wealth is largely the
1: result of good habits. Yes. Yes. Yeah. No, but <laughs> and avoiding I, I, bad habits. And the reason I said it has some merit is that wealth is also a matter of understanding and making wise decisions about what you do with your money and how you do it. And that not necessary. I mean making wise decisions is not a habit. It's something you gotta think through and get all the information and know what you're doing. Well that's a nice lead in here into my second quote
0: for this. Oh me. my gosh. Thank you. What, very what much. did I do? Okay. Well, quote number two yes. is the goal isn't more money, the goal is living life on your terms by a fellow named Chris Brogan. Chris Brogan.
1: Was he wasn't he a comedian? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Chris Brogan is a American, this is Google. It sounds like I know this stuff.
1: He's an American author,
0: journalist, marketing consultant, and speaker about social media marketing, hmm. according to Wikipedia. Hmm. Okay. So yeah. so Mr. Chris says, the goal isn't more money, the goal is living life on your terms. You bet. What, do you, what say you about that <laughs> no, birthday, I man? Say,
1: I say live your life on your terms. Live your life how you're inspired, be who you are and then figure out how you can afford it. <laughs> but you got to know who you are and how you're going to live. Uh, you, what I think he's saying here is that money is what we always say, Gabriel, fuel for the journey. It's not the journey. Well, one of
0: our one of our taglines here at SGL Financial is, it's not just about your money, it's about your life. Mm-hmm. And we do encourage our clients not to just... Build more money just to have more money. I mean, nothing wrong with that. We, we manage more for you. We build more wealth. It's good for everybody. But we really want you to go out there and enjoy your life and use the money that you've saved and built and accumulated to find enjoyment.
1: And, we, and we've said this before. We have clients that have a lot of wealth and won't spend it for, uh, because they want to cling to the money Yeah, because it's there. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. So sometimes it's easier said than done to, you know, live on your terms and not think about the money side. Sometimes we focus a lot on the money side of things, and sometimes mm. we overfocus on it. And it's it can be good to pull back and look at the bigger picture. Yeah,
1: and a lot has to do with our upbringing. You know, if we brought if we were brought up in a family that uh, did not have much wealth, or was very frugal, or very stingy, or cheap, any way you want to frame it. If that's what was input into spending us. Spending challenge. Yeah, spending challenge. <laughs> well, that becomes a habit. Yeah. That's one of those habits of I won't spend money I, and I feel good about it. But, you know, I, I find some people will do things for the first time that they thought they would never do and didn't want to do. And all of a sudden they love doing it. Like I'll give a, a, an extreme example, like flying first class. A, a lot of folks can afford to fly first class, which is better than flying coach. And they just won't because it's ridiculously expensive. Well, maybe you just want to live your life on your terms with L- with poor leg room
0: <laughs> and the bathroom right behind you.
1: Well, if that's who you are, that's, <laughs> no, that's fine if that's where your joy is. <laughs> yeah. But this whole idea of knowing yourself and t- n- knowing where you are and where yeah. you're headed. And what do you what do you really really want to do?
0: I, I can tell you I do not want to sit by the bathroom on an airplane. That is the worst. <laughs> it's the worst. It is the worst. Oh man! If you've yeah. if you've never had that joy, of you, l- yeah. the luxury of seat number <laughs> one twenty three. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well. Okay. Well, hopefully that gives you some food for thought here to kick off our show for today. I wanted to uh, talk about a couple smaller topics here first before we dive into delayed gratification and yeah. all sorts of fun things related to that. So, I wanted to give you We're delaying the gratification. We are. <laughs> of, yes. of the gratification. We wanted to give you an update and just chat just a little bit about the national debt. Is there a debt? Okay. Uh, unless you've been unless you've been living out in the woods, you like a uh, like a forest boy or girl, You probably have noticed there's uh, lots of uh, talk about the rising national debt for America. Yes. And, you know, there's what I. I, 34
1: trillion. Yeah,
0: 34 trillion. That's T with a trillion with a T. 12 12 zeros. Uh, It can be hard to fathom or quantify how much money that is. But there's an interesting take in this article that
1: I pulled Football Fields of Money.
0: Okay, which is. Is it really a problem? Yes. Okay. And there is some arguments. I'm going to take a, a little bit of a, what's the word, devil's advocate case here. Well, it's not devil's ad- um, advocate. For you.
1: There are people that are.
0: Uh, You've even said it on the show. There, there's people that think that it may not that, be. That have
1: a different point of view. I don't know if it's a devil's advocate. Well,
0: here's, here's the different point of view is that a lot of people, when they hear that number, they, they think and re- relate the country's national debt to personal debt. Yes. Okay. Now, if you had 12, oh, sorry, not 12, 33 trillion dollars of personal debt, I think that would be a problem.
1: <laughs> only only but go on to the next step in the article. You have to finish well, that Well, okay. Let
0: be- me ask you a question. Let's yes. let's use a more normal number. Yeah. If you had a I'm trying to, I'm trying to help you here. If you had $100,000 on a credit card. Yes. Here's the question. Do you have to Pay that back
1: only when I die. Does
0: it have to get paid back?
1: Yes. Yes. But I can delay it until my death. Mm-hmm. Then it has to get paid off. Mm-hmm. Once I because the credit card gets closed and it has to be paid off. Mm-hmm. Now the national debt, the government, never dies. It does not die. So the argument is. I'm doing your job for you. I just want you to know. I'm glad you are. I, I'm doing your job. You're the you. birthday boy. You get to enjoy <laughs> all the perks of.
0: So the of argument
1: today. argument is because the country never dies, the debt never has to be paid. All that has to all be all in paid, a lump sum. In you know, a lump sum. Or, or yeah, the, yeah, yeah. It, it can, never comes. You can
0: continue to get extended. And it deferred never comes and, due. Yeah. The
1: only thing that's due is the interest on the national debt. That has to be paid. So. The interest on the national debt is $522 billion, which is a lot less than $34 trillion. And this guy here, who is an economist, I forgot, what's his name, uh, in the article?
0: Oh, the gentle, gentleman? Yeah. yeah he's uh, p- Yahoo Finance. <laughs> no, no, no. He's. He are, <laughs> just, a, I'm kidding. Normally, it's right on the top. Yeah. Uh, it's a Nobel Prize winning economist Paul Krugman. Yeah,
1: Krugman. Krugman. Yeah, yeah. so he's a pretty bright guy. And his argument—he's Nobel Prize-winning. Well, yeah, that's usually something. Pretty bright guy, yeah. So I'm just—I don't have a Nobel Prize, uh, and but you're a pretty bright guy too. (laughs) You should become an economist. So, so he's saying, look, man, uh, what are you worried? What are you worried about? You know, so there's a lot of debt. It never comes due. There, there, there is no. And and I think when people hear this,
0: when people hear this big number. And we're just we're gonna give you just, you know points and counterpoints, just food for thought. But you know when you hear this big number, we're all taught on a personal side, right? You want to bring in more than you spend, mm-hmm. you know, and that's a little different than how the country
1: operates. Yes, would you say? Well, again, you it, it never look. The problem with debt is not the debt. The problem with debt is when it comes due, and do you have the money to pay it? So businesses borrow money all the time, but they have to be very careful that they have the money to pay the debt because the debt isn't forever. Mm -hmm. This debt is forever debt. And the argument is, well, if it's forever debt, what is everybody worried about because nobody's gonna live forever and the country, but the country will sustain itself. The debt never has to get paid. So you could have incredibly high levels of debt. This is the article. I don't agree with the article, but this is what the statement, and it's very compelling. It's very compelling. The problem that I have with it is you say, well, the debt, it never comes due, but there are instances where the debt could come due, where people call bonds or sell them, or there's something that could go wrong. And when you have that burden of debt, When something goes wrong, it's very hard to manage it. And I don't know what the something is. Those are called black sheep events that happen like at the end of- Black sheep or black swan? Black swan, sorry. (laughs) I just—I going to win the Nobel Prize. The Black I, Sheep I, event. The, I, I like I, that. I just coined a new I'm not term. sure what that is. Well, sounds I'm gonna, fun. I'm going to write the Nobel <laughs> Committee. So, so at the, in the 1990s, you know, the dot-com era bust, you know, busted, and that was a Black Swan event. Uh, 2008 was a Black Swan event. So, what is the Black Swan event that we can't see, where national debt becomes a huge problem? And the bigger it is, the bigger the problem it is. So I think it's a bad idea to build debt with this idea of, oh, it doesn't matter.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Well, that was about all I wanted to talk about about this. I didn't want to get into a major discussion point. I just thought, you know, where I was talking about, and I generally agree with you, I think limiting as much as one can, the debt increases and, and running a more slightly more conservative uh, country, country from a budget perspective. I mean, it'd be good to make sure you've got money coming in to fund everything. But there's a lot of people a lot smarter than me probably calculating this stuff, I would think.
1: Well, Paul Krugman is. And, <laughs> and, yeah, but most, yeah. most economists will argue differently. But he's, he is an amazing man. Uh, You know, I know his work, and uh, it's very compelling, very compelling what he has to say. Yeah. Well, this just as a pause point,
0: if you have questions or thoughts on the national debt, certainly uh, it can end up being a a polarizing topic. Uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts, you know, send them on into the show, kind of like our Tootsie Roll poll the other day where a lot of people wrote in. What are your thoughts? Do you worry about the national debt? Do you... Uh, does it keep you up at night? Do you think it should be paid down? Do you think it doesn't need to be paid down? Send us your thoughts. We can give some feedback on the show next time, and you can email us info at sglfinancial dot com, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. Of you course. Know,
1: you know what's really sad? What? This is really, really sad, folks. Our biggest response. How many shows have we done? <laughs> how many? Katie, how many shows have we done? Well, will us see. Um, One hundred and sixty shows. We've done hundred and sixty shows, folks, and our biggest response was on Tootsie Rolls. <laughs> well, it was a it was a hot it button. was a hot topic, here. you know?
0: What can you say? I, I, I struck a chord when I said that I didn't know of anybody that liked Tootsie Rolls. You know, I, I now retracted that and you I bet. get it. I you, get it. You know? you got you got creamed on that. Yeah, <laughs> that's kinda of funny. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, one other little topic here before we get to, to delay <laughs> gratification. You see what I'm doing here? This <laughs> you're is you're really I'm, annoying
1: me. Yeah, <laughs> I want to get I, gratified.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know. It's hard. Delayed gratification's hard. All right, we wanted to just talk and give you some updates in case you're not aware of all the states that don't tax your retirement income. Mm, yep, a bunch. There are a bunch. Uh, so let me set the table here. There are some states that do tax your retirement income. And there are some states that don't. And the question is, is by and large, would you prefer to live in one of the states that do or don't well, to your
1: retirement income? Well, let's define what is retirement income. So retirement income is anything that comes out of a retirement fund, like a 401k, an IRA, 457, a SEP. Pension. Pensions. Social security. Social security. Annuities. Um, what else is, uh, yeah, that's about it. Mm-hmm. 457s, did we say that? I think you did. 403Bs. Well, that, yeah, similar to 401K.
0: Yep. Yeah, so, well, the question is, is, yeah, if you could avoid being taxed on those, would you be able to stretch your retirement dollars further? Yep. And that's a big strategy for some people is they, wherever you live today, they say to themselves, you know, I'm going to make sure I retire in a state that's very tax friendly for retirees. And so that's what we wanted to talk about here, are which, of, which states are more friendly versus less friendly from a retirement income perspective. Okay, so let's start with no income tax. There are nine states that don't tax any income, whether it's paycheck or income from your 401k, IRA, pension, social security, et cetera. Okay, those states, and um, you, you be honest with yourself if you knew all these when I read off the list in advance, can you guess what they are? Mr. Lewitt, Hmm. you want to read the list, Birthday Man?
1: Oh no, I'm go ahead. You, I Uh, wasn't open to the page. Oh, okay, go ahead. Uh, Yeah,
0: so the these states, in order of alphabeticalness, are, or alphabetical order, as I say, uh, Alaska, Florida, Nevada, New Hampshire, although it does tax interest and dividends in New Hampshire, South Dakota, Tennessee, Texas,
1: Washington, and Wyoming. Yeah, remember folks, we're talking about the state income tax, not the, federal, not the federal income tax. Right, yeah, we're talking, these are states that do not
0: tax income, period. Okay, so um, that is something. Now, there's other types of taxes you got to be aware about, real estate tax and sales taxes and all sorts of things like that. But if you do the numbers, not paying any taxes on any income whatsoever can be, uh, very attractive. Yeah, okay. and
1: if you look at many of the professional athletes, where are they moving to? They're moving to Florida. Florida. Or oh, one of these mm-hmm. states. Yep. Cuz yep. they get millions of dollars at state. Make a big deal. Yep. Yeah. Okay, no
0: income tax on retirement income. Now, yep. that's a more of a subset of income you've got. Illinois, ring ring ring. One of the few
1: okay. tax benefits of yeah. this
0: state. You've got Iowa. Okay. Nice place. You've got Mississippi. No, I don't. There's certain go. requirements there. Uh, We're we'll not getting into those today. And Pennsylvania, hmm. Pennsylvania, Mississippi, Iowa, and Illinois.
1: There's only four.
0: There's only four. I didn't realize that. Okay, that do not tax retirement income as a whole.
1: Yeah, that's that's a shorter... But do tax other incomes. You know what? That's a shorter list than... uh, That's a big deal for Illinois. It keeps a lot of people here.
0: Yeah. No, it's actually generally, other than high property taxes, a fairly tax-friendly state. Yes. Okay? Yes. Okay. Now, how about uh, no tax on Social Security? Um, There's actually a long list. 39 states and the District of Columbia that do not tax Social Security benefits, and those are <laughs> Alabama, Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, California, Delaware, Florida, Georgia, Hawaii, Idaho, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maine, Maryland, Massachusetts. Oh, man, there's a bunch more. Uh, yeah, if you want it, the it full list. Been, it
1: would have been easier to <laughs> read the four that do.
0: <laughs> right. I was going to try to do them all, but then it was too no, much. It, it it's too, too much. much. Okay. Yeah. But you get the gist. There's some states that do tax other benefits but do not tax... Social Security. Yep. Okay? Yep. Um, there's also 15 states that don't tax pensions, but do tax other items as well. All right. So what's the point of all this? The point is, is if you hadn't thought about this and how it could impact your retirement, where you live can have a pretty big change, you know, on how much you do or don't pay in taxes.
1: Yeah, from a uh, from an income perspective and from an estate tax which this doesn't list mm-hmm. perspective perspective because you know, if you have a sizable estate like in Illinois if you're over 4 million dollars, that's the exemption. Now you've got an Illinois estate tax problem and that could cause you cost you a substantial amount of your savings that would otherwise go to the kids. Or you could spend it. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yes, yes,
1: yes. Yes, yes, yes.
0: Well, we sometimes talk about this idea of a zero tax plan. And if that's something you ever wanted to do, you'd have to focus on where you live. Maybe we should delay
1: our gratification to the next show. Yeah, you think? (laughs) Well,
0: maybe we'll do a little bit on this show, a little bit on the next show, because there's different things to talk about here.
1: I'm just encouraging you to do something. Are you ready? I'm ready. (laughs) I'll tell you, I'm nervous. I'm sweating. I'm so sweating. Well,
0: it can be hard when you have to wait to get the things that you want
1: It can be. And that
0: is, in fact, the definition of the power of delayed gratification when it comes to building wealth and saving for retirement. Yes. In fact, one would say saving for retirement itself is the ultimate act of delayed gratification. Yes. Because you are not, you're choosing electively every year not to spend money today to have money to spend in the future. You're
1: putting off to tomorrow what you could have enjoyed today. Yes. I'm going to delay my impulse to make myself happy today because I know long-term, it's not going to work out for me. Yeah. So we're going to talk about the things that are beneficial
0: to delay gratification on Mm. in the efforts of improving your finances. Mm -hmm. Or not. Or not. Mm -hmm. Yes. So the first one, of course, is just, as we mentioned, saving for retirement. And when do you find that, in your opinion and experience, Dad, when would you say most people really start saving, hunkering down and decide I shouldn't delay this anymore, I've gotta start saving for
1: retirement? The R word pops up in people's heads. I'd say as soon as they see the kids getting out of the house and the big expenses of home and children and college and those start to, because that's when it's really hard to save. So as soon as those expenses and those pressures are relieved, people start saying, well, we should start (laughs) thinking about retiring. Yeah. And hopefully that's not at 64 when you're going to retire at 65. Hopefully that's at 55. So so people start... About fifty-five delaying 50 f- when they feel like
0: their pocketbook isn't as pinched as it exact, otherwise would exact. be,
1: and usually they're only that, willing to delay so much
0: it, gratification. Well, they can't. Yeah. Uh,
1: it's part of it is that they can't. You know, they, they've got only so much money, and the expenses are huge. When you're well, you're in the middle of it right now. Well, I'm saving. Yeah, I know you yeah. are, but you're very fortunate. I could spend more if I didn't uh, save, uh, but I'm yeah. delaying <laughs> some gratification. No, you're not. You just built out your whole backyard. <laughs> I'm still saving. I you do are, lots of things. You, you are still saving. I don't think you know how much but I save. <laughs> I do. I think I do. And But, but I also you spend. Do, you did not. I'm a big fan of, I'm
0: actually a big fan of balance. I you, don't
1: like. You did not delay that gratification. <laughs>
0: well, actually I did for many, many years. That's true. I, I give you I saved up for a big project that I completed in my yard, yep. in my home. And it's beautiful. And I delayed that gratification while I saved. You did. You did. See? They, so, yeah, so, there you so have it.
1: I stand corrected. Yep. I'm, I'm, all right.
0: Um, now, what are what are some of the other ways that people sometimes don't delay gratification for? And I'll give you a clear example. It's choosing a pre-tax IRA or 401k versus a Roth IRA or 401k.
1: Yeah, I, I just want to get back to the 401k. So, when the budget is tight, a lot of people will not contribute to the 401k or cut it way back or won't even take the match uh, because they they can't, there's always room, I believe, to squeeze out something for savings in a budget. Yeah, I, I think, I really believe that and a lot of people that say, no, no, I can't, I got to have this, I got to have well, this, I got to have people call
0: it the, the latte effect of, yeah, you know, there's many names for it, whereas if you didn't buy the Starbucks every day, you'd have an extra 150 bucks a month. Yeah. So if you save that for 12 months, that's $1,800 a year. And if you save that for 30 years, that's. And
1: the fact is, is I want my Starbucks. I'm not going to delay the gratification on that. So I save less. So, yeah. but somewhere in your budget, you'd
0: have to delay in order to save. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So going back to the question, if you are going to save, then we can get into delaying uh, what we'll call tax gratification. So what a lot of people choose to do is, oh, I'm going to choose the pre-tax option because that's going to give me uh, a tax break today, and I'm going to be able to spend a little bit more versus the Roth option, which I get taxed today, but in the future, I would be forever
1: tax-free. Yes. Yes. Uh, what do most people choose in your experience Mr. Birthday Lewis? well i'll be it's really interesting because up until about 4 or 5 years ago everybody would put money in the in the pre-tax because they wanted the tax deduction and be able to spend more money for themselves but that is shifting because of the national debt that we talked about earlier many people like myself believe taxes is going to go up in future so if, if you can delay that spending, you'll have a better retirement and a more lucrative, a wealthier uh, uh, rest of your life by delaying that gratification of not spending now and paying the taxes. Yeah, paying so the taxes kind of today. Roth, or, Roth options and 401Ks are getting very, very popular.
0: Yeah, but you really do. I mean, if you're 25 and you're not gonna be able to withdraw from that Roth until you're 59 and a half, uh, you are certainly delaying the gratification of not owing taxes on that money, whereas you can certainly feel like if I save, you know, a couple thousand dollars today by using pre-tax options, well, I can go spend that money.
1: Well, you know, Gabriel, there are some people that are short-term thinkers, yep, and other people that are long-term thinkers. And the short-term thinkers think short-term, yeah. And yep. if I can spend more money today, I'll, I'll worry about the taxes in the future when i get there yeah
0: well i want to give one more example today that's very relevant and timely to delaying gratification and
1: i'm starting to feel a little more gratified that we finally got to this (laughs) i just (laughs) want you to know good good well the the two timely things are gosh i
0: really would like to buy a house i'd like to take a loan for some improvements or i'd like to buy a car and what's the common denominator with all of those things right now in the current environment if you want to do those different items? Buy a car, take a loan, buy a house. You're going
1: to pay through the nose in interest You're going to pay through the nose in yeah. interest yep.
0: and lock that interest in. Generally, if it's a fixed rate, uh, certain things can be refinanced. Certain things are harder to refinance. But for many people, they lock those rates in. What is the deferred gratification variant of that Mr. Lewitt?
1: The deferred gratification is uh keeping your car for another year. Waiting for interest rates. Waiting to, for interest rates to go yeah, down. To yeah. down. Yeah, to come down. Yeah, but and that could be a long wait. Well, and during there.
0: the pandemic it's similar people were prices were sky high because mm-hmm. of uh supply chain. I'm sure that's two words you never wanted to hear again, supply chain. Mm. <laughs> Disruptions I love well, that I love that people were like do I <laughs> do I spend you know double for a deck or do I wait that out a couple of years and and you know wait for lumber prices to come back down and a lot of people waited and they're being rewarded for that now and mm-hmm. a lot of people didn't yes and they paid through the nose yes and so so
1: I think you're and, gonna see and it depends on your wealth you know if you're wealthier and you can afford to pay through the nose, and you know you're paying through the nose, and make a conscious decision. Well, so be it. Yeah. The yeah. problem is, is if you know, it starts running you into the ground in 10 years because you spent all that money, and now you're short money. That's where life becomes more difficult, and that's where money uh, creates a lot of emotions, negative emotions, which actually creates a lot of bad health. Yeah. And to circle back to where we started, as John Jacob Astor
0: said, wealth is largely the result of habit, Mm. and delaying that gratification can be a very good habit to help you build greater wealth when used properly. Yes. 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 And so so that's what we wanted to cover here today on Mr. Lewitt's birthday. Any uh, birthday thoughts that you'd like to share with our
1: audience? Yes. Um, Time flies, make the best of it, live your life. And eat cookies. And eat cookies. Which <laughs> yeah. You, you were cookie. delivered cookies by K- our team today. Kate made the best cookie. She makes the best cookies. And folks, this morning on my desk. As a beautiful box of these great I, cookies, I think it was a Tupperware container. Uh, yeah, it's Tupperware. Well, <laughs> beautiful. You had to ruin this. It was so romantic. I like yin to do your yang. Be- you know, yeah, this, like this beautiful But here's the problem: everybody's eating my cookies. No, you said everyone could have some. Yeah, but they were coming in before I even said that. Yeah. But I was going to give it to everybody anyway.
0: Yeah. Well, that's very nice of yeah.
1: you. Yeah. Well, we hope that you have a wonderful, wonderful birthday,
0: Mr. Lewitt. Thank you. uh, From me and on behalf of our entire audience. Thank you. Happy birthday. Thank you. And on behalf of us, SGL to you, our audience, we wish you a happy day. (laughs) <laughs> just, yeah. a, just not a birthday, just a happy on a, day.
1: You're on a own. a, a theme. You're and a, uh, and we can't and wait and to and talk a, to you on and the show. If you have questions on any of this,
0: call us, 847-499-3330. And a happy evening. Go to our website, sglfinancial.com, or email us, info at sglfinancial.
1: Have a happy phone call have a happy email. Do we have to pull your mic? Yes, you do. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, thank you all. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Stay well, everybody. Bye now. Bye. Thanks for listening to Our Two Cents with Steve and Gabriel Lewitt. For any questions about your finances, give SGL a call at 847-499-3330 or visit us on the web at sglfinancial.com. And be sure to subscribe to join us on next week's episode. Investment advisory services are offered through SGL Financial LLC and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. Insurance and other financial products are offered separately through individually licensed and appointed agents.